everyone, and welcome back to episode number 51 of podcast number, <laughs> fingers crossed. And this it's is all our... about aliens, episode 51. Oh, I did not understand where that reference was for the first half a second. I was yeah, like, like Sierra, did you change 51? the topic? <laughs> yeah, by the way, scratch what we were going to talk about. It's all about wow. alien theory. You know what? That was a missed opportunity, honestly. Like, that could have been such an interesting episode, spending an hour debating aliens. And if you you think they're real. Yeah. I honestly think it's such an interesting conversation. I we do actually do think we, we might have talked some... about it before. Like what? in a Q&A or something. Aliens? <laughs> no, I feel like we did... Um, what was the episode theme oh, where it was like... someone asked if we believed in ghosts because we did a Halloween oh, one. That was right. it. I think it was... Okay. Maybe we didn't discuss aliens. I feel like we might have touched on it, I'm though. like, Christy, when did you do a whole episode about aliens? Was I, like, just not here? <laughs> was the solo episode you told me was about <laughs> menstrual cups actually about aliens the entire time? It really uh, should have been. But yes, today we are not talking about aliens. Maybe in a future episode, though, I'm going to write that down for 151. Episode 151. 151. Aliens. Rum. Pineapple yes, juice. Exactly. And aliens. We're just throwing a bunch of random references at you right now. So welcome to the episode. Welcome back. If you're new, this is a great one to start on because this is all about reinventing yourself. Yeah. So if you're reinventing yourself by starting to listen to Fingers Crossed Podcast, congrats. Great step in the right direction. Um, excited to see where the rest of your life goes. And we're uh, today, we got a, a good one for you. I think it's a really interesting conversation and definitely some aspects of reinventing yourself that I hadn't really considered and like why people do it, what their motivations are, how you can do it in a successful way and not just like completely cut off people in your life and throw things around cold turkey and you know the whole the whole um stereotype of I'm going to be a new person and what that means and how you can do it in small ways too. So yeah, I'm absolutely. excited about it. I'm excited too. I, we had a lot of fun recording this one and uh, I think it's it's a lot of fun revelations and things to think about. So I think you guys are going to like it. Yeah. Yes. Shall we talk about Until our week, then. Christy? Lemons, lemonade updates. I want to hear it all. Yeah, we were just saying before we started recording this that it feels like it's been a really long time since we've like talked on the podcast, even though obviously we're uploading regularly every single week. But to us... Um, we recorded this like over a week ago, so it seems like it's been a long time. So I also don't think we, we haven't had a uh, FaceTime or a house party or anything in the last I know, week. We've, we've just been, been busy. So what is like, up with well, us? Well, it's just weird I because don't like it. I feel like we actually have to catch up now because I haven't seen your face in like a week and a half and it's like I too know, long. I don't like it. Absurd. Absurd. Uh, um, but yeah, so yesterday was the 4th of July. We are recording this intro on July 5th. So, Happy um, 5th of July. Yes. I don't even know what you did for 4th of July. I ha inflated a 10 foot pool in my, on my patio and we had a collapsible table and we had drinks and it was a really good time um which lovely sounds like uh, a great way to celebrate did you watch yeah, fireworks we, uh we ended up seeing some we walked to uh bj's at like um midnight or 11 p.m when, when did we go 10 30 i don't know we that's the randomest thing i've ever heard yeah well yeah just, we went know, to bj's at midnight to watch fireworks <laughs> yeah well don't they happen at like 9 p.m we, we yeah so i think we were actually walking to BJ's at nine. I was being dramatic with the midnight thing. Oh. Um, so we <laughs> felt up, like as we were too. walking there through uh, downtown Glendale, we saw um, fireworks that were about. They, like, they set them off in the like off the Americana and in the structures and stuff. So we got to see them. It was cool. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's the fun part of living in a city is that 
there's just fireworks all the time from everywhere like everyone's launching them like from my window even it was just constant in the distance just fireworks going up my neighbor's right next to me I don't know if you saw the video I posted on my story but I was like shook because I did not realize that they were that close like it was so loud and I looked out and it was right outside my window like I've never been that close to a firework in my life but it was so cool it was like such an interesting perspective because I was also like above it I was like right I feel like I'm on a drone in the Disneyland ride where they like do the fireworks at the end oh like, and so- soaring it. over California yeah exactly or, yeah, that's what it felt like right. yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah so just random things I didn't really do anything um like crazy fourth of July it was pretty low-key I hung out with my friend in Soho and we went to a cute little poetry reading that I found on like a New York happenings email thing and I was like fun. okay this is fun and yeah, we walked around and then I came back and saw fireworks from my window and it was really chill. I actually had a very nice self-care weekend for once. I very much needed it. That's and good. Self-care it was is great. great. Self-care is great. I also just came off of kind of a stressful week. Not even stressful, but you know how last week you were like, so how are things like with your job search? Like, what's the update? And I'm like, oh, life is good. Like, I haven't really thought about it. Do you remember that? Uh, yeah yeah you're yeah. like I'm just taking I'm working for myself this week I'm like you know taking it yeah and time. then I'm and then it. I hit a wall literally the next week after that and I was like oh my god everything's terrible <laughs> I need a job yeah yeah it was it wasn't really like that crazy I think I just finally hit the lull if it had been a month now that it's the beginning of July where I was like whoa like this time has passed and I feel like I'm not doing enough and I feel like I want to be blah 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 and I kept like shooting myself you know mm-hmm. and you're like I should be doing this and should be reaching out here and all of that um so I kind of had to like take a step back and you know tell myself to chill and, yeah, and just, I'm still it's hard, trucking though. along and I still have hope but I definitely had like kind of some panicky moments this mm-hmm. week this past week so I was coming off of that I was like I just want a weekend to myself where I relax and you know, spend time with myself. And it was great. So very That's refreshing good. after that. And I'm feeling energized to tackle this week on the 5th of July. So are you trying to kill a bug? I'm or listening to you. I'm trying- oh, did yeah, everyone yeah, hear yeah, that? Yeah. <laughs> she got it, everyone. Um, RIP. Anyway. get some hand sanitizer. Yeah. Uh, so how was your past week other than the 4th of July? Yeah. Um, what did I do this week? I worked and. Right on. Uh, yeah. Stuff was Wait, good. did you yeah. ever, I don't think we heard from you after the boat ride thing. You said that you were going oh. on a boat with your work. Oh my god, have about... I? Did we? I, Wait, I don't about... remember if we recapped Did we that talk or about not? that? But if we didn't, it was great. The boat was fun. Um, I had a really good time, and there was sushi. And um, my boss brought like a Margaritaville blender to make pina coladas, and Lovely. it was great. Yeah, the boat was so fun, and we got to see oh the dolphins. Yeah, there was like pods and pods and pods of dolphins, like just like so everywhere. Cool. It was incredible. So. Yeah, it was a great, great California you, experience. It really was. And if you already heard me talk about that, thank you for your patience. And then, yeah, <laughs> uh, but life's been good. Um, nice. I'm trying to think. That's I, crazy. Like I forgetting... feel like we're back to the part of life where it's like things are starting to become a blur because it's just so week. much is going yeah. on. Um, and you're like, what did I do? What is going on? Like, I saw all these people and I did all these things. But like, it's just constant motion, you know, where you yeah. don't really like stop and take a breath and like take stock of the world that's spinning around you and like you right. spinning with it kind of thing but, but great, in a honestly, good way i'm honestly just so grateful i'm mm-hmm. grateful that like we're able to like do social things and like go out and have meet our friends and uh mm-hmm. you know work is picking up and just grateful and kind of coasting i i don't want to talk too much about this but like i feel like sometimes i 
like coasting has kind of a negative connotation that like you're not actively pursuing anything or you're not actively trying to you know better your life or challenging yourself but sometimes after being in a state where you're constantly um chasing the next thing for years which is how my life has been it feels good to coast for a little bit um Mm -hmm. Because I, you know, with doing like the acting thing and like constantly pursuing the next gig, constantly having to hustle, grind, like all this stuff, like looking for your next paycheck, like all those things. I just, it's really nice. Just take a little time to just have things be good and have it be working and just have like a routine for a little bit and not be constantly grinding or chasing, just like be working and enjoying what you're doing and kind of focusing on the now for a little bit. Not that I'm not going to like focus on my long-term goals and make a plan to get there, but like just for a little while, it's nice to yeah. coast. Um, no, I agree. I think so that's, that's where I'm at right now. Hear. I'm coasting and enjoying it. Good. That actually reminds me of, oh, I wanted to read that thing. I sent Sierra this in a text, but this actually has to do with um, the episode because after we recorded it, I started reading this book. I posted it on my story today. It's called 101 Essays That Will Change the Way You Think by Brianna Wiest. And I actually found her on TikTok and she was like reading some passages of her writings on TikTok and they were so good. And I was like, okay, I want to read this book. Anyway, um, that reminded me of this passage that I posted this morning that says, happiness is not only how we astound our senses, but also the peace of mind that comes from knowing we are becoming who we want and need to be. That's what we receive from pursuing the happiness of excellence, not accomplishment, but identity, a sense of self that we carry into everything else in our lives, a technicolor pigment that makes the entire spectrum come alive, which is a little bit different than the part you were just talking about, but it comes from a context of her talking about just like, you know, how it is kind of stigmatized if things are just the same and routine, but like there's so much that comes from like who we are is the routines and the things we do every day. And like, there's Mm -hmm. nothing wrong with that. And it's a good thing to like put in the work every day to do something like that and to like be happy and you know that's okay to like sit in that and be grateful exactly for it in the and moment. that's a, so yeah it's and I just feel like especially when you come from being like like artist culture or like when you you know we were an actor a singer a dancer or like even you know an artist like just there's so much when you like in in school and also just from the community that is all about like if you're not constantly hustling or grinding or you're not constantly searching for the next thing like you're already you're behind. Less, yeah. yeah, you're behind. You're less than whatever. So it's just if it works for you to coast for a while or it works for you to like just sort of sit back and enjoy the routine you're having. Like there's nothing wrong with that if you're happy. And I think that's yeah. what you're that's what you just said is like if if it works for you, let it work for you. And that's not so. to say that it's I mean, everything is temporary, too. And it's good to like enjoy those moments where your life is like that because you never know when things are going to come up or become like a state of crisis again or Literally. something's going to change and like you are going to push yourself and have different goals again, but it's okay to like sit in the moment and just like be happy with how it is and take it in because it won't always be that way. So I very much, you know, I agree with that. And it's, it's good for me to remind myself too, especially when I'm having these times, like every time I go through a cycle of looking for jobs, I'm like, Oh my God, it'd be so much better if I was in this place and had this Mm -hmm. and I'd be so much happier if, and it's like, okay, but I'm going to miss the days eventually when I'm working again and stressed out and editing videos late at night and blah, blah, blah. I know I'm going to miss the time where I had the time to yeah. myself instead of stressing it out so it's always good to like take a moment and like kick yourself in the butt to be grateful for now um, the grass is always anyway, greener you know yeah definitely it really so before is. we get into the episode I'm just gonna end with this passage that I thought really applied this is also from that same book I would definitely recommend it. I'm only like um not even a third into it yet but I really enjoy it. it's very interesting it's like little essays broken up on different topics 
Um, but I really like how it's written. So this passage relates a lot to the episode that we're going to get into in a minute here. So I thought it'd be a good way to segue. So this, it says, you think your past defines you as an unchangeable reality when really your perception of it changes as you do. Because experience is always multidimensional and there are a variety of memories, experiences, feelings, and gists you can choose to recall. And what you choose is indicative of your present state of mind. So many people get caught up in allowing the past to define them or haunt them simply because they've not evolved to the place of seeing how the past did not prevent them from achieving the life they want. It facilitated it. This doesn't mean to disregard or gloss over painful or traumatic events, but simply to be able to recall them with acceptance and to be able to place them in the storyline of your personal evolution. Ugh, that's so good. I just love that so, so much. Like, good. that's exactly what we're, you'll hear it later in the episode, but we were yeah. kind of getting at that point of like becoming and that you're always in the process of like changing and it's not just one day you're this thing and the next you're 100% a different person. Like you're always in the process of evolving into who you are. And it's important to take that aspect of your past self instead of just like leaving her in the dust, quote unquote, but like taking her with you and using that as like that is why who you are is who you are today and who it will be tomorrow and all of that like I just think it kind of wraps yeah. that up in a bow pretty well uh we were um at my little fourth of July thing yesterday we were talking about this actually about how most of us there had um partners like people we'd been with for a couple of years like I was Jason and you know boyfriends girlfriends whatever and people were talking about we were joking about how oh yeah I'm so glad I met so and so at this time because if I would have met them a year earlier like we would have never started dating. Like they would not have liked who I was then, or I would not have liked who they were then. It was like a, it just became this serendipitous thing that you met them at the right time because, and that like the things that, that like led up to them meeting were like shitty things or like heartbreaks or problems or like loss of jobs or like things that were bad events. But when you talk about facilitating what's happened, like oftentimes mm -hmm. the things that you celebrate now wouldn't be there without the, the stuff that happened. So I, I just, I think it's really important to remember that. And I love that passage. I'm going to frame it and put it on my desk yes. or something. Um, Amazing. On that note, let's get into the episode. So today we are talking about something that I am very excited to talk about. I was thinking about it all morning and kind of going over all the times in my life I felt this way. And the concept is reinventing yourself and kind of that constant feeling of wanting to get a fresh start, start over and reinvent yourself and you know be a new person a new town I feel like it's like a trope that's used in movies a lot of you know people starting over and um so it just kind of got us thinking and this idea was actually given to us from one of our listeners so thank you so much to um the gal that sent this to us she actually was like I feel like I'm constantly wanting to reinvent myself and start over um I would love to hear you guys do an episode on it and so we kind of were kicking it around and we're like yeah I guess we have in our lives tried to like feel like you want to do this a lot too and what is what is the phenomena behind that? And like, why, why do we constantly want to do that? So we uh, asked you guys, we also, as you know, love psychology today. We found some great articles that we're <laughs> going to talk about. So yeah, we're super excited to get into it. Yeah, I think it's definitely an interesting concept, especially, you know, related to the topics that we discuss in this podcast about being in your 20s and early adulthood and shifting career paths and all of these things. I think so many of those coming out of college, moving to new cities, Every single one of those could probably line up with a time that you reinvented yourself, whether you meant to or not. I think there's times in your life where you see this future version of yourself and you're like, okay, when I move to Cincinnati and start my new job, like this is who I'm going to be. Right. I'm going to be a completely new person, new chapter, et cetera. But then there's times I think you look back and realize that you kind of subconsciously reinvented yourself and you have this whole 
new cast of characters and this whole different plot line in your life that you didn't even intend to have, but it kind of just like happens at the same time. So I think there's a lot that goes into this whole topic and there's a lot that we can talk about that could go on for hours and hours, but uh, we're going to try and keep it succinct for you guys. But yeah, I'm definitely excited to get into it because this is something that I very much identify with. I'm someone who like cannot sit still and like I'm constantly craving change and something new and introducing new adventures and chapters in my own life in different ways. So I feel like You know, I definitely resonate with the idea of always wanting to reinvent yourself and be better. And that's also a part of life, too. But I think some people, like, feel that drive more Mm -hmm. than others. I think there's a lot of people, too, that are just content and, like, happy living their lives and don't feel the need to, like, constantly change it. But that's not me. So (laughs) I'm very much someone who, like, identifies Yeah. And there's so many layers to this. Like you were saying, yours is about more like a a desire for change and wanting something different and wanting your life to look different. And part of that might be making reinventing yourself with those changes. But another part of it, I think, comes a lot from confidence, which is something I want to talk about later is that like when things aren't going well, you know, you often put yourself to blame and think that like, you know, oh, like I'm not good enough. I'm a failure. I'm all these things. And I need to like reinvent myself so that I can be the person I've always wanted to be. But a lot of it comes from just like a a lot of self-criticism and a lack of confidence. At least this is something that I've experienced in my life. Um, Mm -hmm. when really I think the root of it is, is that, and not that like, there's anything wrong with who I was. It was just that like, I didn't have confidence that that person was worth the time of day. And so instead I'm like, I need to change everything about me and I'm going to dye my hair and go buy a new nickname. And all of a sudden that's going to fix all my problems. You know what I mean? Right. I definitely think there's a lot of it where it's you trying to run from something in a Mm -hmm. sense, or like trying to you know hide from something you might not want to face about yourself honestly I do think there's again like we're referring to a lot of different aspects that can't just put be put under one umbrella but I think there are aspects of like constantly wanting to reinvent yourself that like maybe you are you know having a hard time facing a part of yourself or something and so you keep you know, trying to cover it up by like chasing something different that you're never actually going to be satisfied with. So I think like maybe right. if it's if it's a persistent problem in your life, um, maybe like seek external help or like speak to someone about it because uh, this is not necessarily going to be that layer of it. Like we're not psychologists that are going to give you, you know, some sort of diagnosis about that. But um, I do think it's important to kind of know yourself and question why you're wanting to do this and understanding where that's coming from because it is different for everyone and it might be unhealthy and it might be completely healthy and a good motivator in your life. But it's a matter of like being honest with yourself and looking at you know, who you are in the mirror. Like, is there anything, there's nothing wrong with me. It's all about my perspective of me. And like, what am I trying to attain here? And like, where do I need to draw the line and just like be, accept myself and not just keep reinventing myself too. Like it's tough. And there's so much about reinventing when you decide to do it that I feel like often comes forced or like, like a forced change that isn't necessarily something that's naturally coming to you. So it, it often comes across as a lot of pretending and maybe yeah. it is pretending with but that's yourself. Like life, though, yeah, it's kind of yeah. that, what's the concept of uh, fake it till you make it? Like you just pretend to be this idealized version of you until you are that. Essentially, it's like what brings and yeah, is. and sometimes fake it till you make it works, but it also can people can see right through it, as we've discussed before. You know, when you're faking something you think people want to see or you think yourself wants to see, people see right through it, and they like mm-hmm. are like, "This is not your genuine self. Like this is an act." But anyway. 
Before we get into all that, though, again, like we said, there's so many layers here. Um, we did some polls on our Instagram, which is at Fingers Crossed Pod, and uh, we asked, "Have you ever had the feeling of wanting to reinvent yourself and start over?" And we got 92% yes and 8% no. So this is clearly a big thing that I mean, at least among our our followership, that you know is, is something that people deal with. You know, that feeling of wanting to start over, get a fresh start, reinvent yourself. And why? Like there are so many layers to this and we got a ton of responses. So we're so excited uh, towards the end of this episode, we're going to read a bunch of your responses as to your experiences, reinventing yourselves and why you wanted to do that. Um, and we're going to share our experiences as well. I'm really um, curious if there would ahead. be like a gender breakdown in that, because we do have a majority of women followers. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if there's like a gendered aspect of women not feeling like they're good enough and they always have to start over like be something and men are more so confident in themselves because I was just thinking this is a very like very microscopic snippet but the only name that I like recognized when I was looking at the poll I glanced at it and Sierra's boyfriend Jason not to put him on blast but Jason was one of the eight percent that said like nope I've never really had that feeling and I it just made me think like I wonder if we did that poll with a majority male audience, like what they would say. Because I feel like so often there's so there's that pressure on women that like they always need to be something better, like could, you know, be thinner, be this, be that. And like society's expectations kind of might push you to want to reinvent yourself constantly and be this like perfect person that men might, might not have that same expectation put on them i think that it goes hand in hand with imposter syndrome you know i feel Mm -hmm. like so much you think that like you're not good enough so instead of saying naturally like okay well i am who i am and i'm not good enough at this so i'm gonna work to get better at it but it's almost like you don't want to take old old you with you you just want to leave old you in the dust and then start new you from right there and just like keep going versus i think that you know people who naturally have that confidence built in a little more they take old you or old them the old version with them and it kind of like morphs along with the new version to create just kind of this ongoing person i feel like that's something that um has affected me a lot is when i want to you know improve myself i think like old sierra i just want to leave her in the dust like i just want to like leave her behind and like forget about all that but there's so much that you can't do that with because of like the lessons and the growth and like everything that got you to that point you know is worth carrying along you know Mm -hmm. it's like it's very interesting so um the next part of the poll was i we asked when in your life have you wanted to reinvent yourself or make a big change a was at a major crossroads or a new chapter b when you're bored or things get stale or c when you wake up one day and are fed up with how things are And I thought it was going to be overwhelmingly at like a major crossroads new chapter because that's when Mm -hmm. I've experienced it the most. But among our uh, poll, it actually was a 36 percent crossroads, 35 percent when you wake up and you're fed up with how things are and 29 percent when you are things are bored or you're stale. So it's almost it's pretty even split. Um, It's probably the closest poll we've ever done. (laughs) Yeah, it's really and we got a lot of responses. So it's really fascinating just seeing how different people how that manifests that you know, when you decide you want to make a change or things are different. And you know, what are the life experiences that lead you to that point? So um, it's it's really interesting. And I, I just think that this whole concept like has so many layers. So I'm really excited to get into it. Honestly, I feel like I can relate to all three of these. Yeah, like reading it. I read it like three times, like which one stands out to me immediately. And honestly, I think that, I mean, I guess it's just because I am someone that like constantly wants new things. Like I was that kid who 
every single, probably once a month, I would rearrange my bedroom because I was like, mm-hmm. okay, new month, new me. I need a new bedroom setup. I'm bored. Like this is, this is stale, whatever. And my dad, my dad would literally like bribe me. He'd be like, if you can keep your bedroom the same layout for like four months, then you can have this, you know, like yeah, that yeah. kind of thing. Um, because I just, I feel like I need constant stimulation. So I understand that like when things get bored, you don't want to like reinvent yourself. But also I think the, probably the most major reinvention like inflection point for myself looking back was at a major crossroads or new chapter in my life Mm -hmm. so I feel like that probably makes the most sense but also it actually at that same crossroads I did wake up one day and was just like fed up with how things were so I feel like it's literally all of them for me so I understand why people are so conflicted it's all because it's so layered and like yeah you can have all three components in one in, at one time right and all yeah happen at the same time and I do time. think yeah I think you need compounding factors that push you to actually do that and like push you to the edge of okay I want to make a drastic change because I feel like one little thing isn't going to set it off I feel like it's always the straw that breaks the camel's back kind of thing where you do have not only the you know desire but the actual motivation that's going to sustain you to actually make that change Because it's easy to, you know, be tired of something and complaining about this boss for a long time, but then maybe something else triggers it where you're getting a pay cut and that finally pushes you over the edge. You know, like I think it takes more than one thing sometimes um, to really get you to that point. So, yeah, it depends. But it's can you think of one thing off the top of your head that comes to mind when you think about this, like reinventing yourself? Like, obviously, when I'm thinking about a million, but what's like the first thing that comes to your mind? I mean, I think like the most major thing was after I graduated college and I, I mean, I've talked about this on the podcast before, like I had been through a tough time mentally and with my self-confidence in college and I really felt disconnected from my sense of self, I think. And Mm -hmm. I worked through that a lot um, more so towards the end of college and I felt like I had kind of changed and reinvented myself, but I didn't feel like it like anyone else could tell and I don't know why that was like I don't understand I don't know maybe it was just all in my head and no one really noticed or whatever but at the same time then I felt like this intense push of that's when I started like oh my god okay because I feel so different now I need to lose weight so people can tell that I'm different like it was this whole Mm -hmm. physical thing that I felt like I needed to prove it somehow and I felt like I needed to show that, you know, I wasn't the person that I had been in the past and all of this, like, it, it really was, I don't know, it, it sounds like it's, because there's an article that we're going to talk about, talks about intrinsic versus extrinsic motivation in making mm-hmm. a change for yourself. And it's basically like, if it's something that it comes from within, within you, that you want to make that change, and it's not from societal expectations or other people putting it on you, which is extrinsic motivation then it's much more likely that it's going to stay. And it sounds like when I describe it, it sounds like an extrinsic motivation because I was like, oh, I want other people to see this version of me that I see in myself. But at the same time, I I do think there was a combination of both of them. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. But that was definitely like the inflection point. And a lot of things, what I'm saying um, that goes back to, you know, the crossroads versus I was being fed up of who I had been and what was the other thing? Uh, Getting bored, stale, whatever. Yeah. All three of those like came to a head and I was about to make this big life change regardless, which was graduating college and moving across the country and starting grad school. And then internally, I felt this whole conflict of like, I didn't think I reflected outwardly what I felt inwardly. And like, I felt like I had to make this big physical change. 
and I'm not saying that other people like that's not the truth. And I don't think I don't feel that way anymore. But um, that's how I felt at the time. Right. And just all of those things came together. And I had this one like moment where I was just like, I'm tired of this. Like I, I see this idealized version of myself and like I see what I can be and I need to actually do things to get there. And that was that whole moment where it kind of happened that summer before I moved. So that mm-hmm. was like what I think of when I think of reinventing myself and really looking back, like I do think that I'm completely a different person than I was in college in a lot of ways. And I'm mm-hmm. a lot more confident and like comfortable with myself, which I think is the most important part. Um, but, you know, it wasn't the easiest road getting there. So sorry, I'm going on like a long tangent about this. But um, yeah, I just think it's a lot of different factors at play. And especially if it's going to be something that's more than just like, okay, two days later, I'm over it. I'm not going to reinvent myself. I'm going to stay the same. Um, I don't know. I think it's... Yeah it takes a lot of different pushes from different angles and most importantly from yourself and your own motivation. Yeah. Um, like that article talked about, but I think it's so interesting. And I really, I, I want to get into that quote again about the intrinsic and extrinsic motivation. Cause I think it, it really, it, it's like a, I almost said a hallelujah moment. What, what is that the term epiphany? for that? An epiphany. Yeah. Like an epiphany moment for me. And like thinking about my life choices and like what, you know, how, what's gotten me to this point, because I think, my first big like reinvent myself moment was, well, I had one obviously leaving like middle school, going to high school, but that was like, it's obviously that was so like young and like, I don't want to focus on that. But I feel like when I left high school, I had a really not so great high school experience. And so when I was excited to go to college, like there was like virtually no one who knew me going into the school. I was like, nobody knows my high school past. Mm -hmm. Nobody knows that like people were mean to me. No one knows that I was like, you know, disliked for one reason or another. You know, it's like I could I felt like I had this fresh start, this clean slate in front Blank of me. Slate, yes. And I could be whoever I wanted. But I don't think, you know, none of us, you know, going into freshman year of college necessarily have the emotional intelligence to say, great, well, I can have a fresh start being my authentic self. You know, it's like, no, I'm like, what who do I want these people to think I am? Yeah, you, you immediately go to the superficial things that people yeah. are going to like first make their impressions on and first see and all of that. Like that's always your And I was so reaction. terrified of having an experience like I had in high school where they just was really negative and very gossipy and it was a really small school and, you know, I was excluded from a lot of stuff and like I just – I didn't want that. I, so I just – I felt like I would put the image that people wanted to see and I was going to be like – always outgoing, always going to every single social thing, never sitting anything out, like always that like student body president, like head cheerleader, super bubbly, like always positive. I was never going to be negative. Like that was all I kind of just decided like, this is what's going to get me to be that like popular it it girl I always wanted to be kind of a Mm -hmm. thing. Um, And I think there were a lot of parts of that that were you know, kind, you know, kind of authentic. I am pretty outgoing. I do like being positive, but I did it like to the extreme. And yeah, you're like overcompensating. Yeah, overcompensating. And it was, it, you know, it, I made a mask. I literally created this like mask that I put on because I was like this and it was working. It was working for me. Like I was invited to a lot of stuff. I was making a ton of friends. I was like, everyone's like, oh, Sierra, she's so positive. Like, you know, I was really. And so then you get that validation and I was like, oh, this is working. Yeah, You know, so when you get that validation, but then it took me years and years to unlearn it later when I realized it was as people got older and I was really trying to make not just surface level friendships, but like legitimate, solid 
friendships that were founded on more than just like, oh, she's the positive bubbly friend, you know, that were like, oh, she's like, you know, like, you know what I mean? So anyway, I, it, it, I had to unlearn that because it was coming across as very inauthentic. And like, I've gone into this, I don't need to like rehash it again, because I've talked about this on the podcast before. But because I created that mask in an attempt to reinvent myself, you know, it's still a mask and, and it caused me a lot of problems. And I had to like learn how to like deconstruct it piece by piece to find right. like my authentic self and to be comfortable being my authentic self. So, you know, I the whole reinventing yourself thing, you know, you have to be very cautious about it because Oh gosh, I'm thinking of what is that song? I think it's Hannah Montana. It's like you can change your hair and you can change your clothes. Da, 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 da. You always yeah. find your way back home. Anyway, but the whole point is you can you're gonna be who you are at your core, and you can change your hair. Yeah, you, you can can't your run clothes. away from you your can't... own problems internally. By, exactly, like, trying and... to bandaid it with an external image of some sort if it's not actually who you are and you're just trying to display this outward shell. That was like my biggest experience with that one. I mean, there's been a lot of like little things that have come to mind when I've wanted to make changes in my life. But the difference there is I'm not throwing away old Sierra and saying, okay, no, this is new Sierra, like new town, new Sierra. Like, cause you can't just like, it just doesn't work that way. All you're doing is again, like pretending and mm. You know, it, it it can be again. You can fake it for a while, and it can work for you. But then there's gonna come a point where you're like, oh my god, like who am I? Yeah, so, something's got to give. It's gonna yeah. be exhausting. So from the Psychology Today article, which is reinvent yourself. This is kind of like a how-to. It's a little bit different than what we're talking about, but um, it has an interesting portion about the motivation. Researchers from the University of Rochester found that people like Randolph, who is intrinsically motivated working towards things they find personally fulfilling are less depressed and more satisfied with their lives than those who are extrinsically motivated, striving primarily to impress the outside world with a big paycheck or lofty job title. Intrinsically motivated people are more likely to achieve personal goals, according to a series of studies led by Ken Shelton, a psychology professor at the University of Missouri. He found that people who had self-concordant goals were most likely to make steady progress because they were more likely than others to devote sustained effort despite the obstacles and distractions. It goes for a lot more than just reinventing yourself, though. Like, that goes back to every possible change or improvement or anything in life like if you're not doing it for the right reasons and if you're not doing intrinsically it for you motivated and, yeah, yeah exactly. it's not going to last like you might keep it up for a couple weeks or however long but at one point you know that's not going to sustain you and it's going to crack and something's got to give so and if you're doing making choice like exactly to break it down and simplify it if you're making choices for how others perceive you you are never going to be happy and, or for their approval. Yeah, yeah, and their approval. And it's just like, but so much of our society, especially with the rise of social media, we talked about this with Maddie Dewey, mm-hmm. is all about that. It's all about how people perceive you and making sure that you are perfectly filtered. And, you know, that it's so it's, again, it's it's a really huge topic. And it's so interesting to look back on, you know, the choices you've made and when you've wanted to reinvent yourself and everything. But something I experienced that was very interesting was when I kind of reinvented myself on accident. And I sometimes feel like when you reinvent yourself on accident because of something that you experience, but you don't have that like epiphany or that you don't have that moment where you sit down and you're like, I'm going to reinvent myself and I'm going to make mm-hmm. these you're choices. forcing it. I, it just It's just happened. the natural course of life. Yeah. yeah. And that was after I uh, got out of that really awful, awful relationship. And it had kind of changed me a lot for the worse. Mm-hmm. And then I got out of it and I 
just kind of naturally shifted because I had based on my experience in that relationship and like what it had forced me to do it. I, I just, I had had enough and I was like, I, I'm never going to, it almost like for the last bits of that, like mask that were still on my face, I guess with that visual I had created earlier, mm-hmm. it literally just like wiped him away because it was, it just forced me to. And then I didn't have that moment where I was like, I'm going to change. I'm going to be different. It was sort of just like, a, a general to. progression of yeah I wanted to but like for me and it wasn't about yes. how other people perceived me it wasn't about um, making myself likable it wasn't about anything like that it was literally just like I need to survive and I need to get my life back on track and so I'm gonna make some changes and right. when I had that so I hope this is making sense the way I'm describing this and how it was different than the other time and you know when I had that experience I really felt like it was sticking. I feel like what it is, is instead of imposing these things on yourself, like instead of looking at it like, okay, I'm going to be this person that appears this way to these people and I'm going to be head cheerleader and I'm going to be X, Y, and Z. You didn't think of it that way. You just thought about how you wanted to feel and how you wanted to structure your life like more at the ground up, if that makes sense. Like you were like, I don't want to be you know, in that sort of situation anymore. I want to be someone who is like happier, more fulfilled, more authentic. Do you know what I'm saying? It was kind of Yeah, it wasn't about appearing that way. It was about being that way. You know, you had been pushed so far to the other side that you saw how it could be negative. And you're like, I don't want to be the person that's in that position again. Yeah. Like I want to And I don't want to yeah, I don't want to be the kind of person that would allow that to happen to her you know, that would think Mm -hmm. that these behaviors are okay. And I think old, you know, the version of myself then or what I was going through, I allowed those things to happen because I had thought that it was okay and that it, you know, whatever I was thinking. Uh, So yeah, it's just like, and since that happened, it's like, I don't know. I feel like I'm going on a tangent here, but I I just feel like that version. But it's relevant. But that type of reinventing yourself to me, it was different because it like, exactly. Yeah. It wasn't about I'm doing this to appear I'm doing it this way. I'm doing this because I actually want to be happy and I actually want to make these changes. Right. And I think a big part of the extrinsic motivation and the whole visualizing this ideal self is what you think that that will get you versus Mm -hmm. what it actually will. And you think of all these things, you're like, okay, the head cheerleader, bubbly, popular type, like that uh, trope will get me X, Y, and Z. But that's not always the case. And I think a big part of it, it's in one of the articles, I'll actually pull it up, but it was talking about how like you visualize this ideal self, but you're not actually looking at, you know, the hardships that they're going to go through too. And you just think of the good parts of them and the bad parts of you now. Mm -hmm. And you don't, you kind of just like sugarcoat it kind of thing. And you're looking at, you know, what you think that this abstract future self will have and not what they are going to be like. Not the depth of it, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's easy to say, I want to be this because it will get me this. But like, you really don't know that that's the case. It's just you trying to run from what you are struggling with at the present moment by thinking that in the future, as this idealized self, you won't have those problems. Yeah. But if you don't face them, like you still will. Like you'll still run into those relationships if you don't confront what brought you there in the first place, etc. So many problems like that. Like as much as you you know, patch over it without actually addressing the problem. It's only going to continue, even if you think that you've reinvented yourself in this 
oh my god extrinsically motivated manner <laughs> yeah cool and- article where it talks about that yeah, some of the uh, the stuff we were reading in these articles was really interesting. Um, the Psychology Today article was saying that um, so much we have this freedom to ch- like always change ourselves and to constantly be changing. But the problem is that I feel like we also on social media, we see everybody else doing it and like constantly like changing and doing all this stuff, but we don't know their whole story. And then you get this urge to like up and change yourself and like do all this stuff but you often leave behind things that like actually made you happy or like things that were actually part of who you were and you know it doesn't always have to be this all or nothing thing and I think that's the problem is that we often feel like it has to be this all or nothing you know you leave everything behind and you Mm -hmm. you know take no prisoners and you you know don't even pay attention to old Sierra or old Christy or old Becky or whoever it is you know it's just like a but you have to, Bye, sort of, Becky. it doesn't have to be absolute. You know, you can love who you are and still want to make a change of one aspect. It doesn't have to be this big black or white thing, which I feel like so often we, we feel the, put the pressure on ourselves to completely make an about face. Yeah. And nothing, it doesn't always have to be cold turkey. Like your entire life doesn't have to be completely different overnight, like you're saying. Yeah. And one of the things actually that's interesting that was brought up in one of these articles, it's from fastcompany.com. It's called The Surprising Reason Why Reinventing Yourself Can Make You Less Happy. And I think when you do this whole completely 180 different person overnight, leave behind everything, cutting people out of your life, like all of that at once, like it can leave gaps because you realize that maybe what you thought was going to make you happy wasn't wasn't actually the case and that's Mm -hmm. what this article is saying it's talking about um particularly there's a study that looks at personality data in the u.s and japan so let me read this section to you guys it says are you better off are you happier than people who do not change we found that it's not the case the researchers examined personality data from the u.s and japan and noted that major identity changes over the course of several years were associated with plummets in well-being in americans specifically this was not the case for reinventors in japan which is so interesting. But listen to this. The reason? Social webs. American individualism includes the freedom to choose new friends and partners and leave your family and hometown behind. That sense of freedom might mean we don't need to keep those relationships in check, and that's likely what is contributing to this effect, says co-author Michelle Van Dellen, an associate professor of psychology at the University of Georgia. Americans do not need to be adaptable because we can just start new relationships or opt out of them easily. Which I just think is so interesting because, you know, sometimes maybe in this reinvention period of your life, you're thinking that other people might be the problem. And you're like, I just need to cut these people out. Like, they're toxic, blah, blah, blah. Um, Or they know the old you, you know? Yeah, that's true. And just wanting to start over in a new city, new people, blah, blah, blah. But when you do that, like, you do also probably lose out i mean i guess it's very situational but according to this data they found in patterns of people like you do lose out on those social webs that might be contributing more to your happiness than you realize and like cutting them off isn't going to actually make you happier because you're losing that kind of community too and that tie um even if it was some sort of you know tie to the old you or whatever i think that goes back to the aspect of not everything about quote unquote the old you was a bad thing exactly And so often you think, like I just said, that you have to, like, like everything about old you is bad. And it's Mm -hmm. not. Like, old you is, maybe they've made some mistakes, or maybe you're not proud of some of their personality traits or whatever. But, you know, you can't, there's something that is really, I think, harmful 
when you say those words to yourself, you know, that I need to completely reinvent myself because I don't like who I am and I don't like like all these things about me. It's like it can be very harmful, you know, like all that like negative self-talk and instead of phrasing it, you know, like you want to work on one or two aspects or, you know, make some new friends or, you know, focus on new career things. And I just think there's so much of it that we naturally, like we said earlier, you know, and I have experienced this is the problem is much deeper than just getting a new wardrobe and a haircut and thinking it's going to solve all your problems. Yeah, definitely. What do you think about the concept of like using the term the old you or something like that? Because I've seen people like I've had um, like back a few years ago, I posted this picture when we were at Coachella together, actually. And I did a side by side. This was like pretty recent after I had initially lost weight and mm-hmm. it was like 2018 spring. So it'd probably been like a little over six months or something like that. Um, and that's when I, I'm trying to describe my mindset then, but basically I posted this photo side by side of me at that present moment. And then me a few years earlier at Coachella, um, where I looked visibly different and the caption was, I don't miss her or something like that. And that is dramatic, but like, I, I got a couple comments on that picture that are like, that's not fair for you to say, like you're, you were a person back then with feelings Mm -hmm. and like, et cetera, which I totally understand that perspective. But for me looking at that, I wasn't saying like, oh, I don't miss, I don't miss this body or this particular way I looked, or I wasn't like shaming the old me as a person. I more so was looking at it in the sense of I'd come so far with myself internally and was in such a better mental place that I didn't miss that being in that stage of my life where I was so unhappy. And I guess that obviously that context was missing. From I don't the think captions. that so like translated. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Because I love hearing that from you, what you just said. And I think that there's a lot of people that would absolutely love to hear you say that. But I think it's that's a lot to put in a caption of an Instagram photo. So. Right. No, and I wasn't about to type that. But what I'm saying is like, for me, I don't necessarily have a problem with like, differentiating myself from a past self and I know that you I feel like are more inclined to be like well you know it's okay like what you were saying earlier you shouldn't like shame your past self quote-unquote or distance yourself because it is you which is true but I I don't know I guess it's just being in that position and like looking back at that part of my life like I do see it as a completely different person and like obviously I grew from those aspects of my personality that were there and like some that are obviously still there. Like I am a continuation of who I was yeah. yesterday and 10,000 days ago, whatever. But at the same time, I don't, this is just my personal opinion and it might be controversial, but I don't think there's anything wrong with like labeling your old self or like distancing yourself from it. Um, if you no, feel I, like you are that different. I, I completely hear what you're, I hear what you're saying completely. I think it's different for every person. And the terminology I use to describe myself has a lot of impact because I have spent so much of my life criticizing myself and saying like really negative self-talk and mean words, you know, and I think that it's gotten to the point where it can like really put me in a bad space if I use them. So I just try to be really Mm. careful about how I speak about my old self because it can often like put me in in a weird mental mindset and like it can, I can remember bad choices I made or like times I acted in using the mask or being fake and then I like look back on those and I like cringe really hard oh, and I'm like why I'm like why the f did I do that why did I make that choice why did I show up at that party I wasn't invited to thinking that you know like I just I get all those like really cringe like why did I do that moments yeah and then I just my first thought is I want to criticize and criticize and criticize but by framing it differently and telling like 
that Sierra, like she had her motivations and she was going through shit. And like the reason that I made those choices then was for a reason. And I was, you know, desperate for certain things and, and hurting in other ways. And so I think it's just that, you know, I've just learned that I have to be very supportive of old, old me and like thinking, or I like go down a hole of like criticism and like regret and like all those feelings that I don't just, I just don't want to feel, um, that makes sense. But I, 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 I get I do, that. And I do know that it's very personal. But Yeah, but I absolutely hear what you're saying about when you say, like, I don't miss her. You're like, I don't miss being in that mindset. And I don't miss having those feelings. And I completely agree. I do not ever want to be an old version of myself. Like, I don't ever want to have those old mindsets. I don't ever want to feel like I have to pretend. I don't ever want to feel like, you know. And I feel like I don't, that's not I don't a bad have, thing. Yeah. Because no. you, the, the goal of life is to progress. And, like, with these lessons that we're learning, like, try and be better every day and like get somewhere healthier every day. And, you know, I don't think it's bad to look back on yourself five years ago and think, I don't really want to be in that position. Like I've grown since then and I'm in a better place now that I'm happy at or like on my way to being happier, et cetera. Um, But I do think maybe, I guess it just goes back to like your own, everyone projects where they're at when they see those like terms being used, I would guess, because maybe, you know, someone I say, I don't miss her. Someone sees an aspect of who I was then that they identify with and they feel offended because like they think I'm distancing myself from that part. But really, it means something different to me. So I think it is just personal. And I, it does make sense that you just have to be careful, like how you talk about that, because mm-hmm. you don't want people to take it personally when you're they think that you're speaking negatively about one part of yourself that you're maybe not referring to at all, but they don't yeah. know that. Or like they don't they're not in your brain. Like they don't feel what you feel and have that same perspective. So it makes sense to like totally be conscious of it and not just like use those terms willy-nilly. But um that's Absolutely. just how I feel about it and like how I see it for myself. But yeah, it's definitely interesting to hear other people's perspectives too. And I think that anyone who would sit down with you and have this conversation and you would like honestly answer them and they honestly answer you would completely understand where you're coming from. I think just when it, you see context. something like that, you know, in context and it's very quick, you, you, people are quick to make assumptions, especially if they can relate to right. an older version of you. They start, like you said, they they might feel offended or feel like, you know, that they're old, what's wrong they with are. that. Yeah. yeah it's, it's like what's wrong with that. But you're just, you know, we're all on our own growth, growth journey. But yeah, that's just a little bit about uh, our experience reinventing ourselves. I know there's so many more examples. Like, again, I could talk about this for so long and all the times I've wanted to like up and make a change and move to a new city and not know anyone and just, you know, make a new name and like start over. And I think so much of it just comes from, like we've said, from hurt and pain and uh, thinking that if we can run away from the things that have hurt us, you know, or the things that have made us feel less than, you know, we're going to be happy. But mm-hmm. those things, you can't escape them. They are there to right. stay and you have to learn how to work through them. Definitely. And I think confidence in maturing and everything has to do with like now I don't think in those like certain terms of old me, new me, new chapter necessary. I mean, I do think of like life in chapters, but not necessarily like reinventing who I am at my core. And I think that comes a lot to just being more comfortable with who I am now and like understanding that life is just a rolling process of change. And who we are is a combination of who we were 10 years ago and 10 minutes ago and who we want to be like, it's all one, you know, continuation. It's not necessarily like a black and white Um, if this part of me is here, then I can't be this. Like it is Mm -hmm. just, it's just a rolling thing. Like it never ends. It's kind of like Michelle Obama's book, Becoming. She was talking about how becoming is a journey 
of constantly oh i don't want to misquote it but it's pretty much just like she was saying like i'm not at my best yet like i'm every day becoming who i want to be and it's a constant journey and it's not just something that's like over and done like you know one day it's this and the next day it's that like it's just a constant change yeah Um, so then when it comes to wanting to reinvent ourselves the psychology today article talks about kind of like how you envision yourself and i think this is so key of what we were speaking about on you know you think that you're going to get certain things or feel a certain way when you x y and z like achieve these things so it talks about that the article says many of us dream of a future that's very different from our present we'll live in hawaii instead of hackensack abandon singlehood for family life or paint murals for a living but getting from here to there is hard largely because some powerful psychological forces align against reinvention. It's in our nature, for example, to spend our energy primarily on today's immediate concerns, to hold a distorted perception of our future, or even if we're future-focused, to keep chasing after what turn out to be the wrong dreams. Too often we give up just when we need to push harder and persist when we actually should quit. Yet, without a more clear-eyed assessment of our present and our future, and a more effective approach to setting, pursuing, and achieving goals, we can end up with a future we really don't want, in which we are sick, broke, lonely, or just plain unfulfilled. So this is kind of talking about a little bit different, but like how to reinvent yourself in a way that's actually going to work and what's realistic to where you want to be, and not so much that just like, you know, superficial, I want to be perceived as this. So I'm going to, you know, do these superficial things to get there, um, which is interesting. And yeah, I don't think it's always necessarily a bad thing to want to reinvent yourself. I do think there's aspects where like you need to question why, of course, like we always talk about. Um, But I do think it's interesting here where it's talking about those goals in setting up, you know, what's actually going to be good for you. Because it says here, if you don't have long-term goals, Markman warns, you risk Or you run the risk of doing lots of little things every day, cleaning the house, sending emails, catching up on TV without ever making a contribution to your future. That can leave you feeling restless and unfulfilled. It's the big picture things that give life meaning, he says, like parenting or becoming an expert at something. How do you know what you should be striving for? Project yourself deep into the future and ask, what will I regret not having done, he suggests, and then work backward to avoid that end. Use that as a way of planning your life. So yeah, I think that's also... It's important to have those things that you're working towards, you know, like it's important to have goals and like know where you want to be, um, but in a way that's like actually fulfilling to you and not just what you think will make you happy. And that sometimes you may have something that's like nagging at you that you're not happy or you're not fulfilled, but that it doesn't necessarily take like a big move to like get there. Like it doesn't take like moving to a new city. It doesn't take leaving your current relationship, you know, if that's actually fine. Like it could be that you know, you're not feeling fulfilled because, you know, the work that you're doing feels very tedious and you can't visualize your long-term, you know, your long-term goals or your long-term career. You know, like there are sometimes when there's like your or your career is great and your um, friends are great, but your romantic relationship is not great. And it's like you're feeling unfulfilled and something's going wrong, but that doesn't mean you have to quit your job. You yeah, know, and then you like and you don't you try and project it onto something else. Exactly. Like you don't have the to. actual issue. Yeah, like quit your job and move to Timbuktu when the actual issue is you're not with the right partner, you know, or Mm -hmm. you don't have to leave your partner when the issue is you're really unsatisfied with your job because it doesn't feel like the right fit for you. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes I feel like we we think you have to change everything to solve the problem when actually you just have to kind of get to the identifier of like where it actually is. Yeah, definitely. So now let's hear from you guys. I want to hear I want to read some of your stories on a 
on when you want to reinvent yourselves. And because uh, it was such an even breakdown between Crossroads being bored and fed up. So I just want to hear some stories. So this first one says, I realized I wanted to reinvent myself very recently. I was at a crossroads in my life, lost my job due to the pandemic last year and moved back home with my parents. Started an online career course certification for a new career change and was working at a coffee shop in the meantime to do something. But it was that, the realization that I always wanted to move out move out of the Midwest. My long-distance boyfriend inspired me to pack up and move across the country to Arizona to start a new life, career, and be closer to him. Just recently did this two months ago, and I've never looked back. Good for you, dude. See, that's the thing about, like, identifying what's actually, you know, missing versus projecting it onto something else no I, I think that's great but it's like you know you've always wanted something you know and sometimes it takes the push of something like the pandemic i think the pandemic forced a lot of people into having um those big reinvent yourself changes that like you didn't realize you had like when i lost my restaurant job because of it it, it like really hit me how much i did not like working didn't in a restaurant and I, and I and i wasn't mm. cut out for it i didn't have the right personality for it you know and i just kind of being away from it and having something give me that external push kind of made me wake up and realize, oh, like this is one of the big elements that wasn't working for me. It wasn't that my entire life wasn't going well. It's that mm -hmm. like this was a big catalyst obstacle. that like obstacle that was really getting in my way, you know? Mm -hmm. This is also kind of similar because it's about the pandemic. It says, I tried to reinvent myself last spring and summer. I was tired of living with my family due to the pandemic and trying to do school around them. So I asked my long distance fiance and three of my best friends if they wanted to rent a house in the city near our school. Doing this gave me and my friends more independence during the pandemic while still being safe and gave us the change we craved. So yeah, like you were saying, like it doesn't even have to be a huge thing. It could just be like renting a place with your friends for a temporary amount of time and not moving across the country or anything, but just like having slight changes that might, you know, a change of scenery, but not to the extreme um, that gives you kind of that reignitement of, you know, what's making you happy or passionate or whatever it is. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. So this next one says, long story, less long, which I think is a version of long story short. Um, it says, when I was in that 9 to 12 year old range, I was super, super insecure for a few reasons. And I hid myself by wearing an oversized hoodie for a year or two, and I never took it off. I was the fat kid. And with the start of puberty, your girl was an insecure mess. I was very alone at school, and there were only maybe two or three people that would talk to me in my grade. So going into seventh grade and starting at a new school with tons of new kids, I forced myself to go out and buy some new clothes, including bright skinny jeans and graphic tees that were popular in 2009, and it pushed me way out of my comfort zone and it brought me out of my shell. I met so many new friends and it totally changed the trajectory of my self-image just after that one small change. Today, literally 12 years later, I am so happy with who I am and feel so at peace within myself. I think that's awesome because it was like, a way of her, you know, it was just like a clothing change, but it was a way of her pushing past an insecurity she had that she thought she couldn't wear something. But she was like, you know what, I'm going to wear it anyway, because I want to not because other people I might think that people don't expect me to or I shouldn't or etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. But like overcoming that insecurity to do something that she wanted, I think that is awesome. And that does change like confidence changes so much and like makes you more, you know, susceptible to new friends and being outgoing and all of that when you like feel that confidence in yourself so I think yeah I don't think cool. people don't like care what you look like but if you're confident and you you know love yourself like that makes all the difference and I, I what I really love about this story in particular is there was nothing in it about changing her body it was just about like 
not feeling so bad that she had to cover it, but instead just, you know, getting to be like everybody else, you know, I think that's really awesome. Okay, this one says, finals during my last year in college were rough af. Jokingly, I said I wanted to be a park ranger and hike all day. That summer, I applied for a park ranger position and got it, lol. I was the happiest. The park ranger life didn't last, but it was the motivation I needed to get my shit together. That's so funny. (laughs) Because you never know, like, a small thing like that where it's like, okay, something you offhandedly say, but, like, why not try it out? And then, yeah, like she said, it gave her the motivation to get her shit together that she needed and, like, make other changes. So doing that one thing that you say that you've always wanted to do, like, might push you in a different direction that you don't expect. So I love that. This one says, I'm currently finishing up my master's degree in social work in Michigan. I'm still living in my hometown, and my master's level internship has actually brought me back to my local school district. I am happy, and I love my family, friends, and coworkers here, but I don't feel as if I have much more growth to do here. I'm craving some new adventure and explorations. I'm highly, highly considering moving out to either Washington or Oregon post-graduation next spring. I'm so excited for this big change, and a move just feels so right. Thanks, ladies. Yay, that's so exciting. Yeah, I love I that, mean, that, you you know, she... Potential change. Yeah, and, you know, spreading your wings for a little bit. And again, it doesn't mean you have to completely change who you are. It's just, you know, like, yeah, trying something new you haven't done before. I love that. Okay, then we did a question box also. Those were just some of the DMs that we got. And we got a question box that says, share with us a time you wanted to reinvent yourself and why. Respond here or DM. So it's kind of a continuation, but these are kind of more short form answers so the first one says going to college outside of my hometown after a breakup like a big one and moving to a new city so yeah that's a perfect storm of a bunch of new circumstances yeah and honestly I feel like in those situations you don't even have to consciously be like I'm going to be a new version of me like throwing away my old self like sometimes your circumstances are just so different all at once that like you're going to change whether you like it or not almost like being in that kind of different situation I really like this one. It says, uh, I uh, I wanted to reinvent myself almost weekly during undergrad, constantly questioning who I am. I feel like that you're so not alone. That is so yeah. common, especially like, you know, in undergrad, if you like don't know, like whenever some people are like so into their major, like what they're studying and like you don't know where you want to go or you don't know your path. And, you know, there's constantly new friendships happening. And then some friendships kind of just sweat or what uh, dissolve is what I, the word I was mm-hmm. looking for. And you, you're kind of just... Yeah, it's like there's so much changing constantly. It can feel very hard if you're someone that likes, you know, structure or consistency. It can feel very difficult, you know. And so sometimes that then manifests in wanting to reinvent yourself and thinking that that will help, you know, that that starting over is what you need when sometimes Mm -hmm. it's just the environment that can be really stressful. Yeah, this one says about to graduate college and the urge to completely change my life is strong, which I can relate to that. But I think that's so true. I think there's so many, especially because like, I mean, high school to college, like, of course, that's a huge change. And a lot of people want to reinvent themselves. But at the same time, I feel like you're still kind of a child in that life stage. Whereas after college, like you've grown so much in your independence and being on your own and learning about yourself in college the last four years that that especially is a time where a lot of people want to reinvent themselves. And it's like, that's a huge change being thrown into the real world, too. So um that is completely understandable but just know that you don't have to force a change on yourself yeah this one's uh good she said uh i wanted to reinvent myself when someone ended it with me i'm assuming a relationship and i felt like we had a connection so i just wanted to completely start over i feel like Mm -hmm. that can so often happen too when something traumatic or sad happens to you we automatically want to blame ourselves and so you, you you often want to just like start 
start over and, you know, like fix, you know, change something when really maybe there was nothing that was wrong with you all along. You yeah, know? especially breakups too. Like the classic yeah. um, breakup haircut. Like everyone, as soon as you go oh, through a breakup, like cuts then, your hair shorter. Like and then that's like the, the hair dye situation. No, wait, what's the, yeah, yeah. What's the song? Or um, she's like, I think it's a Jesse James song where she's like, um, I look so good without you. Got a new hairdo. God, I sound so stupid like saying the lyrics out loud. I know, but, it's but... Like, I look so good without you. Got me a new hairdo looking fresh and brand new but yeah that literally goes back to the whole okay i'm gonna change a bunch of superficial things to like pretend that i'm this new person but really i'm just avoiding the actual pain of the breakup <laughs> the but you know time. what i'm not gonna chastise it because sometimes those little changes can be some as long as they're not a placebo for actually like going inward and like you know working yeah. through the issue it can be like a symbolic thing that can actually really help you you know yeah. and not even in a sense of like i'm doing this Instead of actually like feeling the pain and going through, you know, the breakup and like, you know, learning from it, growing all that stuff. If it's in tandem, great, you know, but some of those things can really help. Like, you know, treating yourself to a new outfit or like, you know, a hair change or like buying a bunch of new makeup just to like treat yourself, you know, Mm -hmm. and like, you know, feel your best version of yourself. I feel like those are the kind of like little reinventions. Like I'm, I'm all behind it. I'm, I'm all for it. I wanted to reinvent myself when I was sick of work and realized I'm being treated like shit there. So I applied to law school and I got in at age 29. Yes. Good for you. Yes. We love to see it. But yeah, it's all about like knowing your worth too. Like you don't deserve to be treated like something or in a certain situation, you know that you're not being treated as you deserve. Like being able to walk away from that and start something new. I think that's really admirable. Yeah. A lot of these are about graduating. Like some people are saying graduating. I think it happens a lot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Graduating MFA because it's such a time of like identity crisis too because you oftentimes, especially college, that's when you associate yourself with school and like being a student and losing that student identity and that sort of phase that you've always known in your life. Like, of course, you want to do something drastic or like feel like something's different or that you need to be this different person. Like it's a huge transformation. Oh my God, I want to read this one. This is incredible. This person said, I wanted to reinvent myself when I realized that what people thought of me never really mattered. I can be who I want to be and be real. Ah, yes. Mm -hmm. Bottom line of the conversation. I love it. I relate to this. I'm addicted to change and get bored in two seconds. So I'm constantly reinventing. That's literally me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, a lot about ending relationships, starting new jobs. It is kind of, I think, oftentimes more so just the life crossroads that people hit or at least a lot of these stories are this one's interesting this is a uh, my friend from high school he said when i went to grad school i went up uh, sorry he said when i went to grad school i went by tony instead of anthony which was a first so mm. i think that's interesting i feel like maybe that helps with like names are like markers yeah. of a new chapter for sure yeah absolutely. absolutely i know other people who have done this as well and it's not so much about saying you know, who I was before is bad. It's almost like this is a new chapter and I want to like, you know, I'm in grad or I'm in law school now and I, you know, grad school, I want to be, you know, have kind of this new mindset. Maturity too. Yeah. Yeah. If you're like my whole life, I've gone by Tony and I want to be Anthony because that's my full name, like professionally. I mean, that's opposite of what he said, but you know, it could be like, this is me older now, you know, like the childhood me was a Tony, but now I am going to use my legal name, etc. Or vice um, versa. Like I remember- I, all my life I was Anthony and now I want to be Tony, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, I remember having this entire 
not crisis, but I like very seriously went back and forth before I started college about how I was going to spell my name because my whole life I I was born Christina with a CH and sometimes I still I feel like everyone knows that but I'll post like a random thing that has my real name on it and people are like I had no idea blah 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 I changed the spelling of my name because I was bored in seventh grade and I was like I want to spell it well my nickname was always Christy but with a CH and then in seventh grade I was like I'm gonna spell with a K like it's just better I'm gonna reinvent myself Christy with a K that's me now And so that just was how it was. And then through high school, I always spelled it with a K. And then finally going to college, I was like, okay, this was in seventh grade. Like, I don't really care that much. It makes more sense if I spell Christy with a CH because that's my legal name. But then at that point, like I had this whole platform built up from YouTube and it was all branded of Christy with a K and all of this that I had that I was like, this would just be confusing if I went back again and changed the spelling now, even though going into college, that would be the time to do it. And then I was like, I put so much thought into it because when you are someone that has nicknames a lot, like it does, it does like occur to you. And I like think about it now to this day still and like different people call me different things in different settings too. Um, But yeah, it's just funny how those things like are not so much that it is this huge deal to change the spelling of it, but it does mark different changes, I think. Um, And ultimately I stuck with Christy with a K because of my YouTube branding in college. But I probably, if I didn't have that, I probably would have gone back to the CH because it just makes more logical sense but anyone out there with nicknames can probably relate <laughs> a lot of these are great there's i'm, I'm reading through these uh this one's about you know realize that dating sucks and you should date yourself um after getting out of a bad relationship after moving to a new city um going to grad school realizing you've had the same job since high school and then wanting a to try and ch- change and try something else wow. you know i i just think there there's so many versions of reasons why we naturally want to do this and i i i completely like support like becoming the best versions of yourself at a crossroads or you know when you're fed up and you don't like how something is going i just think as a society especially as women we have to be cautious that we're not saying that like all of who we are is bad and like all of Mm -hmm. you know what we've had up to this point is you know worth throwing away and you know starting over that you can sort of like you said have this rolling like you know michelle obama said this like this rolling ongoing like you're always change. becoming yeah. you're always becoming you know and you and, and you maybe when you have that behind every piece of yourself to become something better exactly and maybe when you're always you know becoming you know it's almost like imagine like a flower it's not losing all of its petals at the same time you know maybe it loses one but then a new one starts growing or then it loses another one and a new one starts growing you know it's not like everything falls out and then it has no petals for a long time and then all of a sudden the petals all grow in at this that's not how the flowers work maybe that's a silly analogy you know i have lots of analogies but um that's how i visualize like always becoming and i think that that really helps me moving forward in my life when i want to make a change or or try something new that like Mm -hmm. you know there's you don't have to throw away everything you've been through up to this point right and you don't have to shame yourself for wanting to change either. I think there is exactly. definitely a sweet spot. It's all about your motivation. You know, if you're comfortable with yourself, looking inward and being honest about why you want to make this change, what it will actually do for you and how you can make it sustainably rather than just like forcing these, you know, other people's perceptions on you or doing it for intrinsic reasons or sorry, doing it for some sort of extrinsic motivation. I think it's really important to be able to do that. And like, if you if you don't have the answers, then maybe you should like, 
put a pause on it and really like get to know yourself and be more comfortable with who you are before you feel like you have to completely change who that is. So mm-hmm. definitely an interesting concept and a great conversation. I very much enjoyed hearing from you guys and your own perspectives about it. where in your yeah. life that's happened or where it's relevant or what you're going through now. Like I think it also makes me feel less alone that I'm someone who just constantly needs change. Like I don't think it means there's something wrong with me. I think I'm just insane. But you know. Now that I'm thinking about it, I think there's a lot in our um like literature and media and movies and stuff that that romanticizes reinventing yourself. Like I can't tell you the amount of times I read books that was like, oh, Abby decided to pick up and take the one-way train to Georgia and leave everything behind. She took the midnight train anywhere. Like, um, okay, I'm literally picturing Christina Aguilera in burlesque when she gets on the the Greyhound bus to LA, the one-way to LA, and she shows up there, you know, new name, new life, and just walks into a club and becomes a famous singer. Like So many pop culture references. Also, Miley Cyrus, Party in the USA, she hopped on the plane at LAX, dreaming of a car again, left behind her Nashville self. Like, that's all she, you know, and and so it just, it, it, there's so much that romanticizes that. So I think we naturally are just like, I want to romanticize my life. You know, Mm -hmm. I want to be the main character. So it's, you know, it's really interesting to think about that, but they're not addressing any of the deeper things that go into that. It's all, it's written for story. And so we have to stay grounded with that and remember that. And remember, yeah, like, what are you running from in this? Like, think about, you know, exactly what I just said, you know, your real motivations and not just the romanticized part of it and what you think your ideal version of yourself in the future that you're envisioning is going to have that might not be the case so yeah very interesting thank you guys so much for listening to this episode if you enjoyed it we really really would appreciate a five-star review we would love to hear your feedback um our apple podcast reviews are always open you can leave them whenever you want while you're listening right now you don't even have to be listening on apple Podcasts. i'm just saying you can go on our uh, link in our bio on the Instagram at fingers cross pod and you'll have a link to the Apple podcast so you can review it if you want because it really Yay. does mean a lot to us and it helps promote the show. So um, yeah, we've been having a lot of fun with the podcast recently. We're actually reinventing ourselves soon because we're coming up on our one year anniversary of fingers cross podcast. You guys. Isn't that insane? That Isn't is that crazy. crazy. I mean, we just had our 50th episode last week and now we're almost at a year and we are going to reinvent ourselves a little bit with a season two. So season two, a little rebranding, some new merch, maybe exciting things. Just, I don't want to reveal too much. Just stay tuned. It'll be great. Hype. But we're also going to do it for the right reasons. We are intrinsically motivated with this reinvention for fingers crossed. And um, it's going to be a rolling becoming process. All, <laughs> all right. Yada, yada. That's enough. Okay. We'll see you guys next okay. week. And as always, until then, keep, keep your, your fingers, fingers crossed. crossed. Bye. Bye y'all.